Episode 5 It's the end of Season 2 What does social justice mean to you? The Fram Episode Starting in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 The Fram Episode The Fram Episode The Fram episode. Well, hello. It is December 2023, and this is the last episode of season two, episode five. What does social justice mean to you? I have presented in each episode in the last two seasons various viewpoints uh, and examples of what social justice is and how social justice is applied. But really, what does it mean to you? The whole point of this podcast is a form of communications, and it is to get you to think about the information that is presented to you, get you to research the information, get you to research other information, find out more information on your own, um, and to actually make informed decisions about how you are going to improve certain aspects of our American society. What does social justice mean to you? There's... Various definitions of social justice, uh, and each episode offered an example of how to apply social justice. Um, I have to say that there was well, there is a 2018 article by Carlos Perez Garzon unveiling the meaning of social justice in Colombia. It's in the Mexican Law Review. Uh, it did uh, do a, a very good um, job of presenting the point that there are in contemporary theories of social justice. There are particular elements, common elements. It is a duty of the, of the state to distribute certain vital means, such as economic, social, and cultural rights. Uh, citizens, they are required the protection of human dignity, and affirmative actions are necessary to promote equal opportunities for everyone that is a citizen, no matter what p position they are, class, and within the class structure, whatever position they are socially. Everyone is allowed equal opportunities uh, in our American society. Now, as we've gone through each episode, and I really appreciate you uh, doing this and uh, coming along in this journey with me, um, thank you very much. Uh, you are appreciated and you are loved. Uh, I have been slowly developing a definition, and it's not that I already had one in mind. It's I was searching for one that I felt was adequate as to what my endeavors were in regards to this podcast. Now, if you um, look up Phil Tompkins, he's a scholar, a communications scholar, uh, professor. Uh, he defines social justice as, and I quote, the process of communicating, inspiring, advocating, organizing, and working with others of similar and diverse organizational affiliations to help all people gain respect, and participate fully in society in a way that benefits the community as well as the individual. This is a 2009 quote uh, from Tompkins. He goes on to talk about that the, uh, there are important components, and his important components are that communication is central. The outcome of social justice must be beneficial to society, not just the individuals involved. And respect for and participation by all is necessary and important. 
And this is, uh, I think, what I've been trying to convey with each episode uh, of this podcast. And I'm hoping that I was successful to a certain extent. And again, I'm going to ask you, what does social justice mean to you? Well, in an ideal world, everybody would do their part to uh, enact certain social actions, to get involved in certain aspects of our American society, to help improve and to help equalize uh, and bring people up uh, and instead of breaking people down. But reality is, is that we have unequal levels uh, in various aspects of our American society. And that, again, the whole point of going into different subjects and how to apply social justice with each episode was to give you an opportunity to not only educate you on what social justice is from a general perspective, but also what it what can it be for you? Because uh, it is, it, it's not impossible, but it is very difficult for each one of us to, across the board, try to have an impact. It takes a lot of, of resources, a lot of power to do that. But as individuals and as small social groups, as large social groups, we can focus on various aspects or specific aspects of our American society. And we can influence people in our social groups to do so, uh, to take up the efforts to uh, help others and help other groups. And so when I ask you what does social justice mean to you, I'm asking you based on your experiences and on your interests and your loves and your passions and what you believe uh, is right in regards to deciding what aspect of our American society you are going to get involved in and how you're going to get involved in to promote and to implement social justice actions. And yes, every one of us has some way of doing some good in this world and some good in our uh, our environment and in our society that we exist in. And that was the whole point of giving you examples. Now, because there's so much crises, so, ma so many crises, so much chaos going on in the last few years, and it keeps getting worse and worse in some aspects of our society. It seems even more detrimental and even more important now and essential that you, my listeners, each and every one of you gets involved in some aspect of your society that you exist in and to uh, implement some social justice actions. I appreciate my uh, listeners uh, in the United States, it definitely those of you, many of you in Los Angeles area, thank you for listening. I see, I see what goes on with the analytics of my podcast episodes. Thank you um, to those on the East Coast in uh, Virginia for your interest. Uh, thank you for uh, interest of those people in general in California. And you know what? I'm pleasantly surprised. And thank you so much for the many listeners in the UK and in Belgium and in Australia. Thank you very much. Uh, for coming back and supporting me. I hope you continue to do so. It is much appreciated. Uh, but I don't want you to just listen. I, I, I guess I want to influence you to do something positive in your society. I want you to get involved in promoting and doing some type of social justice actions that help not just you, because if you lift others up in the vicinity of you, 
it does, you do benefit in some way. So don't think that if you do something good for another social group that you're not going to ben benefit from it. You will. It will impact you in some system, social system that you exist in together, uh, both you and your, the group that you're in and the social group that you exist in. So don't uh, think that you're not going to benefit from helping others. Uh, and it just takes some time uh, for you to recognize the benefits. And so I want you to be aware of that. Um, when people say, oh, you'll, it'll make you feel better when you help others. Yeah, that's the immediate uh, um, result. But economically and socially, when a, the one social group helps another social group, both benefit in the, in the actual ecosystem they exist in. Okay? So at some point, you both will benefit and you'll reap the rewards of helping each other. Uh, that's just the way societies exist. Uh, if you've taken sociology classes, that's how societies exist. That's how you take biology classes. That's how ecosystems exist. You each benefit off of each other. And so this episode is going to be a flashback to excerpts from previous episodes just to remind you, again, some examples of how you can get involved in certain aspects of the society you exist in and how you can implement social justice uh, in, that, um, in that arena in that uh, environment. And so let me just pop in a few excerpts. Uh, we'll be on our way here. And thank you again for getting involved by listening. And I hope you don't just listen, but also uh, do some social actions. Let's get started. These persons are often silent today because of fear. Fear of social, political, and economic reprisals. In the name of God, in the interests of human dignity, and for the cause of the democracy, these millions are called upon to gird their courage to speak out, to offer leadership that is needed. History will have to record that the greatest tragedy of this period of social transition was not the vitriolic words and the violent actions of the bad people, but the appalling silence and indifference of the good people. Our generation will have to repent not only for the words and acts of the children of darkness, but also for the fears and apathy of the children of light. Season 1, Episode 5 Destroying Disinformation Campaigns as a Part of Social Justice desperate attempt to fill 24 hours of programming. Here's some bullshit that happened somewhere today. We've got some footage here of the bullshit which began just after 3 o'clock this afternoon when residents in this neighborhood were shocked to see this fairly common thing happening. An attractive witness described the event in breathless terms. I went to my window and I was like, whoa, there's some bullshit happening. That happened right over there. I'm an older man, so you can trust what I say. Authorities in special uniforms rushed to the scene to stand around while our cameras filmed them. 
Our reporter Keith Collins joins us now live from the scene of the bullshit through the use of expensive technology. Good to be with you again, Keith. We have a, a colorful graphic here that shows instances of bullshit like this are on the rise. Is that right? Yes, although why is unclear. Some say it's because of one fucking reason. Others say it's because of some other fucking reason. I talked to this random expert on the subject who told me this thing you're about to hear him say right after he points at a piece of paper. I spent my entire life attending the nation's most prestigious schools to talk about bullshit like this. I'm really just happy to be on TV. Now let's see if we can drag this out a little longer by showing emails written by some of our viewers. I once saw some stuff kind of like the shit you're talking about happen. I have nothing more to add. Another person says, I am angry that things like this happen. I get mad about every bullshit thing I see. So obviously a lot of opinions there to make this story seem somewhat meaningful. Oh, absolutely, Glenn. This bullshit has some broader implications. Here's a list of tips on how to avoid bullshit happening to you. And here's some footage of Congress. Yes, I see that. Well, thank you, Keith. Uh, let us know if there are any updates on this bullshit story from there. There's no way there will be. Very good. We'll check back with you in an hour anyway. I'm just some fucking guy. When we return, we'll look at live footage of a car chase taken from a helicopter and free associate about what's going on. <laughs> Season 2, Episode 2 Drums for Social Justice Season 2, Episode 3, Comedy for Social Justice. Our next guest is a brilliant stand-up comedian and actor. You can see him on the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm and headlining the Chosen Comedy Festival at the Orpheum Theatre here in Los Angeles on Tuesday, February 14th. Please welcome one of my favourite comedians on planet Earth. It's Elon Gold. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for all that conditional love. Uh, no, I'm used to it. I have uh, teenage kids. Yes, I know, I look amazing. Uh, let me just say, dads, being a dad is the best. Am I right, dads? Come on. Yeah, dads, uh, dads are like Picasso, right? Think about it. No one appreciates us until 10 years after we're dead. Nobody appreciates me. Nobody. Been married 28 years. Yes, yes. Again, you're applauding how good I look. We've established that. I, uh, I don't wear a ring, by the way. Don't judge. Here's my theory on rings. If I wear a ring, if I, like, advertise that I'm married, how am I ever going to find my soulmate? 
I know she's out there somewhere. Ah, no, 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 I'm happily married. Uh, by the way, you know, is it uh, my wife? No, we're, we're doing great. We have four kids. This is a true story that happened. One of my kids got a cold in the height of COVID, okay? So I'm like, let's, let's bring him into the doctor. He kept testing negative. I'm like, well, why not? Let's do a visit. So I call the pediatrician. I'm like, hi, I'd like to make an appointment for my son to see the doctor. And I hear, is your child sick? <laughs> and I'm like, is this a doctor's office? <laughs> what kind of question? That's the craziest question. That'd be like calling a hotel and going, hi, I'd like to book a room for tonight. Are you sleeping over? <laughs> Uh, yeah, isn't that your business model, sleepovers? And I'm like, yeah, this is a cold. You know, we just want to bring him in. She goes, ooh. Yeah, so we're only doing well visits right now. The doctor's only seeing well patients. And I'm like, well patients? The doctor is only seeing well patients? I could see well patients. And I'm an idiot, okay? I'd be a great well doctor, though. In fact, I could do any job you don't have to do. I could be a well mechanic. How's your car running? Perfectly. Great. Bring it in. I'll have a look. I'm a well mechanic. I'm sorry. Are, are therapists only seeing the mentally well? Right? Hi, does she have an opening this afternoon? I woke up so happy. <laughs> Yeah, like ecstatic. No, I've been thinking about extending my life. I got to come in. I got to come in. <laughs> Could you imagine sitting at a restaurant? Waiter comes over. Can I get your order? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're starving. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so the chef's only feeding full people right now. <laughs> one more, one more, because that's how angry I am at this. <laughs> Forest Hill Cemetery. Hi, uh, my uh, grandfather. Uh, boy, is he dead? <laughs> yeah, is that, is that a problem? Mm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're only burying the alive right now. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you mind if I ask what was the cause of death? Yeah, his doctor was only seeing well patients. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, everybody. Yeah, yeah. This is good. This is fun. We needed this, right? It's been a lot recently for all of us, right? And listen, I don't mean to complain, but is it me or does it feel like these past couple of years, everyone was either asymptomatic or anti-Semitic? Being asymptomatic, you could be anti-Semitic and not even know you have it. <laughs> or you could have a severe case. Go to the super spreader events. You know, the rallies with the tiki torches. The Jews will not replace us. Like, we don't want to replace you. We just want to put braces on you. <laughs> replace you? We just want to manage your portfolio, okay? If we replace you, how are we going to invoice you exactly? Did you think that far ahead, you big dum-dum? Replace you. No, we want to place you in a 30-year fixed low-interest mortgage. Fees and rates may apply. We want to fit you for glasses, okay? Teach you, make you laugh. 
represent you in the divorce when she replaces you. Probably with a doctor who specializes in knee replacements, but only sees well patients. Thank you guys, that was fun. Thank you, James. Naomi Ekparajan. Netflix is a joke. I don't trust white men because most white men were once white boys, all right? And as a child of the 80s and 90s, every movie and TV show I watched was about a little white boy getting into trouble and having bad energy, okay? These little white boys love making friends with an extraterrestrial, okay? They will go ahead and find a gremlin, okay? Little white, they having close encounters of the third kind. What are the other two? What are the other two encounters? We don't know, we don't know. Little white boys, I'll tell you right now, little white boys love opening a portal to another dimension. Honey, these bitches will open up a portal and leave you to pick up the pieces. That's what I Have you ever seen the movie The Gate? This is from 1989. Very formative for me. And it's literally about two little white boys home alone for a holiday weekend. And they open up a pathway to hell. Why couldn't they just order a pizza like everybody else? This is why I don't trust it. It's to the point where nothing scares me more. No image shakes me to my core. Like seeing one or more white boys riding bicycles. As Julia Child said, have the courage of your convictions. I want to see if that is flippable. Well, I want to try it anyway. When you flip anything, you really, you just have to have the courage of your convictions, particularly if it's sort of a loose mass like this. Well, that didn't go very well. See, when I flipped it, I didn't, I didn't have the courage to do it the way I should have. But you can always pick it up and if you're alone in the kitchen. Who is going to see? But the only way you learn how to flip things is just to flip them. And so that, when that could have been browned a little more on that side, I shall consider that that's browned and we'll put this in an oven dish like this. See, it has to be, it should have been browned enough on a crust and then it would have held together. If I can shake that back into place a little bit. I'll spread it out. Now this one, anytime that anything like this happens, you haven't lost anything because you can always turn this into something else. So in this case, we'll put on a little bit of cheese. We'll pretend that this was supposed to be a baked potato dish. We'll put on a little cheese, and I've like I still got some more cream, so I'll just put a little more cream on. This, this is awfully good. We don't care about calories, and this one we know that potatoes don't have too many. Now, this, of course, you can get ahead of time done, and then you can either put it under a low broiler, or you can uh, put it in the oven and bake it. So I shall set that aside. And so the question still is, what does social justice mean to you? To me, social justice means being a professional troublemaker, being a troublemaker, making sure that I make the right choices for the greater good of, for everybody, for as many people as I can, and even for those in the marginalized groups, including myself. And so I want to say that social justice has different definitions for a reason because it exists as a concept 
to be relevant to the, the social situation at, at the time uh, that oppression is occurring. I don't think it would be logical to restrict the concept of social justice to just one definition because it is uh, at times exclusive to a marginalized group and the struggle that they are experiencing. And at other times, it uh, maintains a healthy ebb and flow in society to make sure that there isn't an imbalance occurring. And so it it has this concept and the a social actions that exist with this concept, again, are relative to the group that is combating the struggle. And so we have to keep that in mind. And when we contribute individually, it does have a specific meaning to the struggles that we have experienced as we age. So again, take the time to figure out what social justice means to you. Well, I hope that you enjoyed the recap of season one and season two. Uh, season three will be next year, as I always take off December and January. Uh, so look towards February for a new season three. And I do wish every one of you uh, love and joy and peace and resolution in your life. I actually really have a lot going on. So I actually have to make challah bread and get this episode out to you all as soon as possible. And I also have a family that has a lot going on besides Hanukkah and Christmas, and New Year's, and birthdays. Oh my. So, I really appreciate your support. I'm glad you came back for more. I hope you'll continue to come back for more. And this is me signing off of Season 2, Episode 5 of That Fram Episode. Talk with you soon. The Fram Episode.